With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time now for Extra Point with Bill Jones. Welcome in, everybody. Phil Jones with you on a Tuesday, and what a hot Tuesday it is. I got to be honest with you, with all the news going on right now surrounding uh, the, the local events with our high school football situation over at Valdosta, it, it's hot all the time as uh, the news certainly hot continues to uh, heat up around uh, these parts. As uh, everybody, I think everybody and their brother has, uh, has, has tr- reached out to me today. Uh, had a conversation with the Georgia Public Broadcasting, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Of course, we doing our thing here to cover the ongoing story that is the Valdosta, the fallout from the Valdosta, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the you know, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the, 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 what we can call it. Um, you know, help me come up with a name for this. You know, recently you had the college football scandal uh, so what is the name of this particular situation that we're going through here over at Valdosta? In case you've been under a rock for the last 24 hours, you guys know the story by now. Of course, the GHSA sends the uh, letter of recommendation of penalties to uh, Dr. Kaysen at Valdosta, the Board of Education. Of course, we are proud to be the first one, the first media outlet that reported this situation as I was going on the air yesterday. Sources were speeding, were giving me the information literally as I was going on the air. Kind of caught me off guard. Had to kind of do an ad lib as I was getting ready for the uh, to introduce the normal uh, content of the show. Uh, but we got it together, and of course, as uh, we reminded you of yesterday and will today, uh, the situation at Valdosta. Well, it's just not good right now as the GHSA has uh, recommended penalties of a $7,500 fine. Now, it's not 5,000. That number was the first number uh, that was put out there, including right here on this show, but it's $7,500. We'll break that down for you here in just a little bit. Uh, And then, of course, you've got Valdosta 
faced with the forfeiture of every win last season. Okay, so that'll make their record officially, oh, and whatever. I gotta be honest with you guys, I, I know maybe from the, the record books, you know, having the big asterisks now ne next to the season that was 2020. <clears throat> um, look, we know what happened on the field, okay? You can say what you want to about wins being taken away. It's, again, it's, it's basically one of those things that's just a formality, okay? It's kind of like when Southern Cal had their national championship taken away and had the wins uh, taken off of the, the, the books. Again, you know what happened on the field, so it kind of takes satisfaction in that if you're a Valdosta fan. But for the record, they will be shown as winless uh, last year. Remember, the Warner Robins game had already been ruled a forfeiture. So that was already one win that you had taken away in the season opener last year. Now, also, you've got uh, five players that are ruled ineligible. Of course, one is no longer with the Cats, that being Jake Garcia. We'll tell you who the others are as we go forward. Uh, and of course, probably the biggest one is no postseason play this year for Valdosta in a season where Valdosta was expected uh, to be one of the better 6A teams coming back this season. You know, we had talked about that uh, on yesterday's show. We'd actually talked about it last week as well, where uh, Valdosta was uh, one of the teams in Class 6A that was expected to do pretty well this year. Now, not saying that they can't salvage something out of the season, but when you lose your starting quarterback, um, that's not a good thing. And it's one of the things that we're gonna talk about as we go forward today. Why? Because we have got a great quarterback. It's gonna be in studio with us at the bottom of the hour. Jakari Brown is gonna be here on our Lounge Tuesday. By the way, did we ever come up with a name for it? You know, we have Wide Open Wednesday, but did we ever come up with a name for our Lounge Tuesday? Uh, if we didn't, let's find one, all right? Also, wide receiver Chase Belcher, uh, Jakari's favorite target, is going to be with us today in studio. And offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson, Coach Ryan Nelson, is going to be with us today in studio. Remember, we did this a couple of weeks. We had DeAndre Hunter. We had uh, Tyler Belcher in studio. Today is Chase Belcher, Jakari Brown. And uh, remember, we also had... Um, uh, Coach Peitch in studio. Peitch with us. Boy, I always have a tough time with his name. <laughs> Coach Peitch was in studio with us, and uh, what a great time we had. We figured to have yet another fun time today. Get your questions flowing, okay? You guys had some great questions for the young men that were with me a couple of weeks ago. Let's do that same thing again today, guys. Let's uh, bring up the questions for Jakari and for Chase and even the coach. The offensive coordinator. I'm sure you guys have got some questions for the offensive coordinator, do you not? In Ryan Nelson. As we get ready to go to a break, we'll take a quick glance and see who all's checking into the show today. Kimberly Henry checking in. Chris Pace. What's up, Chris? Chris, of course, uh, one of the guys for the South and Middle Georgia High School Football Facebook page. Good to see you on board, Chris. Of course, as always, Kyle and Susan Richter checking in. Chris Paul, Larry Godwin, LG, who's going to be checking in with us tomorrow on the show. Look forward to having LG checking back in on Wide Open Wednesday. We mentioned Chris Paul, uh, Kyle and Susan Richter. 
Robert Tallard checking in with us. Robert, how are you doing, brother? Good to see you on board. And uh, let's see here. Harvey Copeland Jr., go Cats, go. Never give up. I'm with you there, brother, 100%. For you Valdosta fans, as we get ready to go to break, keep your heads up. Do not abandon the ship. Somebody asked me yesterday, do you still support Rush Probst? What kind of question is that? Of course I do. What do you think? Things go south and I'm going to abandon the guy? It's not the way I roll, brother. And, uh, hey, I don't want to be in the foxhole with anybody that does roll that way. That is, abandons somebody when the going gets tough, okay? So, no, I'm not abandoning the guy. Right now, though, what I am abandoning is this particular segment because we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Don't you guys go anywhere. We're just getting fired up. Got a big 530 crowd going to be joining us representing the Lowndes High Vikings. You'll want to stick around for that. And a lot more coming your way on the other side of Extra Point. Phil Jones with you. ITG next, Georgia. Be right back. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program 
and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Bill Jones. Hey guys, Phil Jones with you here on Extra Point with Phil Jones. Uh, in case you're wondering why I'm holding the mic, we are getting prepared for the arrival of our guest. Uh, we've got, uh, again, Jakari Brown, Chase Belcher, and offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson from the Lowndes High Vikings football program. Going to be joining us here shortly. And if you guys remember the last setup that we had, I'll be holding the mic. I'll be over on the far left, which is your far right. And what we'll do is we'll have uh, Coach Nelson, Jakari, and uh, Chase all uh, here beside me. But uh, they'll have a stationary mic on the table. I'll be holding this mic, so that's why I'm holding the mic now, just getting ready for those guys when they come in. All right, let's uh, check out who is all on the show today. There's my buddy Clint Haynes checking in. What's up, Clint? Didn't see you on the first go-around. It's good to see that you made it. I mentioned Kyle and Susan Richter, Valerie Belcher. Let's go Vikings. Valerie, you were with us last time. So glad to see you representing the Belcher family again. There's Errol Fender. Boy, you Viking fans come out in droves, and I love it. Good for you guys. Chris Sellers checking in. Hey, Mr. Phil, Bainbridge Bearcats still number one. Chris, I think you guys may indeed be number one when it's all said and done this year. I love all the firepower that uh, you guys with Coach Littleton are bringing back this year. Uh, my pick to win the state championship this year uh, are the Bainbridge Bearcats, without a doubt. All right, Shirley Link checking in from Ohio. How are you, Shirley? Here's my buddy Wes James checking in, the longtime voice of the Vikings. So I put on my Facebook page when I uh, we, we, we put the uh, graphic up uh, I put on my personal Facebook page the graphic. I said, here come the Vikings, and I thought about none other than Wes James, of course. Uh, Tracy Elliott DeBose, it is the first lady for Vikings football checking in. How are you, Mrs. DeBose? Uh, there's my buddy Steven Sega Bass, my friend Danny Truman, the Truman Show is listening with me he says hello well hello danny the truman show danny uh rolodex williams checking in rolodex says booed all these vikings checking in i hear you west james is back again hey everyone go vikings well west could, could say it with the best of them my friend he was uh great great voice of the vikings when you talk about some of the greatest voices to broadcast high school football or football in general. You know, Larry Munson comes to mind. Um, Eli Gold, voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then, of course, none other uh, than, of course, Wes James. I was also thinking about the uh, uh, Wes Durham, longtime voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Boy, he was a good one, too. Still is. He also the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Rolodex Williams says, I'm saying boo to Larry. 
<laughs> what is that again? My, so you, you, you dropped out on me there. Uh, Tracy DeBose, great. It's Vikings Day. Absolutely it is. Michael Jarvis, what's up? What's up with you, Michael? Good to see you on board today, brother. Stephen Wynn, let's go Lee County Trojans. I love to see, by the way, whether it's a Lowndes Day, Valdosta Day, whatever day. Remember, tomorrow is wide open Wednesday. Alexander Kane, Larry Godwin going to check in with us. Uh, but I love to see all the programs represented from Northside Warner Robins, Cairo Syrup Makers, Camden County Wildcats. Uh, by the way, Jeff Heron, I guess now, officially takes over. He, of course, was named the head coach back uh, about a month ago. But he finished up his duties with Tennessee Tech. They are done for the year. Uh, been having some good conversations with Coach Heron. Uh, in fact, I talked to him just before they were getting on the bus a couple of Saturdays ago to finish up the season. But he is done now, coming down to Camden to officially kick off his new role again as the head coach of the Camden County Wildcats. Man, we are going to have so much fun this year with Coach Jamie DeBose of the Vikings. Of course, going to have uh, the new coach. And remember, this is just uh, J- uh, Jamie DeBose's second year. So he's not classified anymore as a new coach, but he's still, again, just in his second year. Of course, Jeff Heron, I guess we kind of say the same thing. He's the new coach of the uh, the Camden County Wildcats, but he's the new coach again. Remember, long-time stint over uh, at Chris Gilman Stadium with the Wildcats. Then, of course, we also have Noel Dean, the new head coach up at Tiff County, coming down from Michigan. Hall of Fame coach there in the state of Mission. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, Coach Noel Dean is able to do there with the Blue Devils. And then, of course, uh, we got Coach uh, Rogers over at Colquitt County uh, entering his, what, third season. So a lot of youth with the Region 178 teams. So let me think here. So I guess that makes Coach Rogers the senior guy, followed by Coach DeBose in terms of where they are right now. Again, Coach Aaron, been there, done that before. But, man, we're going to have a lot of fun following 1-7-A. Going to have a lot of fun, of course, following 1-6-A. Uh, of course, 1-6-A, we all know by now the news surrounding the Valdosta football program, GHSA. Of course, going to investigate. They have already recommended, again, the $7,500 fine forfeiture of all their games from last year. Uh, they will have a postseason ban for this year. And we've got uh, players that have been ruled ineligible. We're going to get into all that in the latter part of the show. Let's see who else is checking in with us today. Colin Susan Richter, love the play-by-play calling of Derwood Dominey of Colquitt County and Randy Young of Thomas County Central. They are very good. Derwood Dominey, especially. And what is it with you folks from Moultrie not wanting to use your R's? Just asking. Uh, Marcus Rogers, what's up, Phil? Good afternoon, my friend. As always, go cats. God bless. In all kinds of weather, it's Wildcats for life, man. Marcus Rogers, without a doubt, the number one Wildcat fan. John Puckett, look at John. John, what's up, buddy? My buddy John Puckett, old buddy from the radio days. He is a big Fitzgerald Purple Hurricane fan. Good to see you checking in, John. So, Rolandex says, just, just to clarify, I'm saying boot Larry, the uh, throwing undercover shade. I got you. Michael Jarvis checking in, again, recommending Dowood Dominique, one of the great voices of high school football for sure. Without a doubt, guys, I'm with you 100% there. Colin Susan Richter, so I'm thinking about, 
what to call the show when we have the Vikings in the house, or whether they're just calling in or whatever. Colin Susan Richter say, how about Throwdown Tuesday? I don't mind that, but let's tie in some Vikings love with it. You guys get creative with that. Again, we got wide open Wednesday, so what can we say about our t- every Tuesday, it being Lounge Vikings Day? What are we going to call it, guys? Come up with something for me, okay? So Larry said, draw a Lounge No Drama Tuesday. Yes, he is throwing shade at our friends over there in black and yellow. All right, let's see who else we got to check in. Luke Bush, big Vikings fan, checking in from Columbus. Go Vikings football from Columbus, Georgia. It's great to be a Viking. It's great to see you on board. Luke Bush, Abby Pearson, as always, checking in. What's up, Abby? Wayne Gladden. What's up, Wayne? We got uh, Kennedy Weems checking in. Kennedy is going to be with me here in studio. Uh, that will be next week. Is that our Lounge fans? We got our Lounge guys outside. I think they're looking for us there. Mr. Producer. I think that we may want to catch them before they leave because I think they're about to drive off. All right, <laughs> I think I'm seeing Jakari out there now. Hey, guys, don't leave. We'll be right back. Stay with us, guys. We're going to get Jakari, Chase, and Coach Nelson in the studio. We'll be right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. 
Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our upcoming weekly podcast with Buford High baseball coach Stuart Chester as we talk about the Wolves baseball program this year. Coach Chester will share his insight on his team, the competition, and other news related to Buford High School and surrounding programs. That's the Buford High Baseball Coaches Show with myself and Coach Stuart Chester every week right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is Phil Jones Extra Point with Phil Jones on this beautiful but hot Tuesday 
afternoon. Thanks so much, guys, for being a part of the show today. Don't forget, tomorrow, Wide Open Wednesday. But first things first, we've got a lot to get to today here on this uh, Tuesday version of the show. Of course, you guys know it is uh, every Tuesday. It is time to talk with the Vikings. Uh, and we have, of course, uh, a host of uh, guests that normally join us. Normally, it is, uh, of course, the head coach, uh, Jamie DeBose, checking in with us either in studio or by phone. He was not able to make it today, taking in his boys' baseball games. But you guys may remember a couple of weeks ago uh, where we had uh, Tyler Belcher. We also had uh, – who else did we have in here? We had Coach uh, Pike. Is that how you say his Coach last Pike, name? Yes, yeah, yeah. We had Deontay Hunter also uh, in with us. But you know what? When I mentioned those guys earlier, uh, my guys here just said – we got this, man. We're going to steal the show today. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, let's see if they can do that. Joining us today is none other than Chase Belcher, who is to my far right, your far left. Chase, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Glad to have you. Jakari Brown. Jakari, sure. thanks so much for being here, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. Jakari, by the way, was the one that said, man, come on, <laughs> really, guys. We got this. And then, of course, we got uh, the offensive coordinator, Ryan Nelson, in with us. Coach, how are you, man? Doing well. Thanks Good. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. i, I got to remember to give this uh, mic to you whenever you talk. But, well, guys, thank you all for being here. I think uh, other than our awards banquet, uh, this is y'all's first time uh, being here with the ITG, right? Right, sir. All right, very good. Coach, you ever, you've never been in here before, <laughs> yes, have sir, you? All right. Hey, listen, let's do this. Let's get our, uh, our uh, viewers and listeners acquainted with you guys. And, of course, you guys are certainly household names when it comes to Viking fans. But we got a lot of other guys and, and girls that watch the show. We got football fans from all over. We got uh, folks checking in from Ohio, Connecticut. We got a lot of football fans checking in from uh, around the state. We got Northside Warner Robins, Cairo, Bainbridge Bearcats. It just goes on and on. So let's take a minute and uh, do the quick introduction and tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, kind of your class, and uh, if you've committed, where you're going, what position you play. Uh, Chase, let's start with you, my friend. Right off of that um, microphone. I'm an athlete. You know, I play everything at Lounge. Anything they put me at, I'm going to play. I'm going to do my job for the team. Um, class of 2022, I'm not committed yet. I do have a couple offers from South Alabama and Hutchinson Juco and UMass. So. You know, bigger ones to come, anyways. So good schools, yeah. good schools, and you're an athlete. Yes, sir. Gotcha, gotcha. You senior? Yes, sir. Upcoming. Sir. Gotcha, upcoming senior. Gotcha. Jakari, no introduction necessary with you, my man. Uh, <laughs> quarterback, but you are a senior as well. Yes, sir. Upcoming and everybody senior. knows that you'll be joining former teammate Thomas Davis at down the at the. The you. Go there. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the you. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, kind of what went into your decision, but welcome right. into the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Are you. Are both you guys born and raised here in Lowndes or what? Uh, I wasn't born here, but I was raised here. Okay. Yes, All right. How about I you? I was born and raised here. Very good. Very good. We'll get into some of what you guys like to do off the field, too. Uh, talk a little bit about that as we go forward. Okay. Right. And uh, Coach Ryan Nelson, uh, a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. How you doing, Phil? I appreciate you having us. Again. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is my first year. This past year at Lowndes, came down here with Coach Dubos. Uh, originally from Phoenix City, Alabama, born okay. and raised there. Uh, went to college, played a little college baseball, and I got into uh, you know college football, coaching that. Come from a dad that's a, a high school football coach, uh, so I've been around it my whole life, and uh, just happy to be here. You know. 
I hear you. Well, we're glad to have you, my man. Absolutely. Glad to have all y'all here. I tell you, it is a great time to uh, be a Lowndes Viking. Let's talk about, guys, uh, of course, last season, you guys, uh, uh, man, you came close, but couldn't quite close the deal. Chase, I'm going to start with you down on the far side. Talk about last year, uh, and despite not being able to close the deal, I know you guys still had a great season, didn't you? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Of yeah. course. Um, what about uh, what are some of your biggest memories from last year uh, in the great season that it was? Memories, I say, our first game we came out, did what everybody expected us to do. And, you know, we showed out for our fans. So that and was, of course, that was the the opener against Archer, right? Yes, sir. Hot Saturday afternoon, right? <laughs> it was hot. I remember I asked the guys last couple of weeks ago the same thing, man, and they had the same reaction. It was just the ball and hot that day. But talk about how you guys react on in weather like that. I mean, we all associate football being a cold weather sport, but here in South Georgia, it's anything but that. And that was a hot day. And coach, you'll even chime in on this a little bit too. But talk about what you guys had to do to dehydrate and get ready for that game. Uh, Jakari, you take this one, and then we'll go to Chase. Um, just really just embracing it. I mean, you just got to play regardless of where you're at. So, just dealing our cards and um, just grinding it out. I mean, it's football at the end of the day. So, I mean, no matter where we play at, the weather, the fans there or not, or anything like that, I mean, we're just going to take over and have fun. I got you, brother. Chase, what about you, man? I mean, like you said, you got to embrace it and not think about it. And our coaches really set us up to be ready for that game, to be honest. Practicing full pads, the hottest days of the week, you know. So things like that really help when it comes to when it comes down to it. I got you. I got you. Coach, talk about what you guys did to make sure that these guys were prepared. Uh, and I know, I'm sure mentally they were ready to go opening game. I know they're chomping at the bit. Uh, but you got to make sure that on a day like that, you know, that they don't, especially with these guys playing all over the place. You know, Jakari is one of the more active quarterbacks, both in the air and on the ground. Uh, Chase is an athlete, and, of course, you never know where he's going to be on the field. So, you expect a lot from both of these guys, but at the same time, that's going to take a lot out of them on a day like it was up there at Archer. Right, without a doubt. Um, you know, you know, the South Georgia heat prepares them, no doubt. And, uh, and we believe in depth and playing a lot of guys, so that yeah. also helps. And, uh, you know, just the guys developing it during the summer and getting out there in the heat and practicing, and the way we practice on the Coach Dubose prepares them. But, you know, what's funny, Phil, is you think about that game and how hot it was, and then you go back to think about the North Cobb, the Milton, and the Collins Hill game, how cold it was in the middle of December. So you go from one extreme to completely the other. So, uh, but it's all like Jakari said. You know, you deal with a lot of conditions and going on the road and, and fans and stuff like that. But it's still football, and you got to go play and perform at the end of the day. I got you, got you. We're talking with offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson, Chase Belcher, Jakari Brown. We are proud to have this trifecta of Lowndes High School, the Vikings, representing today. Got a couple of players. Of course, we got the offensive coordinator, Coach Nelson, in studio with us today. Again, Coach DeBose not able to make it, but uh, he sent his best men to join us today here on the show. Guys, again, if you got something you want me to ask these young men, all three of these young men, uh, then let me hear your uh, questions, suggestions here on our page. Uh, Larry Godwin, of course, a big fan, checking in with us. LG, y'all know LG, by the way? Larry Godwin. Chase, you don't? I've heard the name before. Jakar, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you'll get to know him, I'm sure, before it's all said and done. Yeah. Larry makes himself known. Uh, Larry says, Chase Belcher is one of the best-kept secrets in the South. Fantastic athlete. Has size, speed, and hands made of glue, which is a compliment now. 
appreciate that. <laughs> he can catch anything thrown his way from Jakari. Absolutely there. So, uh, Brian Sadlin says, hey, man, y'all put that Viking helmet on top shelf. Plowboys, before y'all leave, please. Both of them. We'll make sure it's in the right place, I promise you. Uh, talking about uh, piggybacking off the comment that Larry had about Chase Belcher, uh, Miss uh, DeBose, the first lady of the Vikings, Tracy DeBose, said, uh, hey, that's an understatement, <laughs> talking about Chase. So, uh, Miss DeBose, uh, she, she, Mrs. DeBose, she makes her uh, uh, presence felt down on the sidelines, I hear, right? She's all over the place, isn't she? Right. Oh, yeah, Coach oh, yeah. DeBose. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Coach DeBose, too? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's Coach DeBose, one. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, hey Miss Tracy, how you doing? But we love her. She supports us, and oh, yeah. uh, she's great, man. What a wonderful lady. Yeah, you can tell, certainly. She's active, a big active supporter. Uh, on social media, and uh, without a doubt, she loves her husband and loves those Lowndes High Vikings. And we appreciate you checking in with us today, uh, Tracy. Uh, always good to hear from you. Guys, let's talk about last year. Now, we talked about the opener, okay? Uh, let's kind of take it take us through the season. Now, I had the pleasure, uh, one of my, one of my uh, bucket list things, I always wanted to do a Lowndes High Vikings game. And I had the pleasure of doing the Lee versus Lowndes game last year right. there at uh, Martin Stadium, the Concrete Palace. Uh, myself and Larry Godwin did the, uh, uh, did the game. We streamed the game, and uh, it was fantastic. It was fun, but that was from our vantage point. Let's talk about from y'all's vantage point. Things got crazy there for a little bit. You guys remember the game, right? Is there, With is there, uh, against Lee County. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jakari yeah, okay. okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. had that moment of illumination there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Coach uh, Fabrizio, good buddy of mine, if you're watching, hey, man, we love you, brother. <laughs> but yeah, things kind of got – Yeah. Thank you for the free yards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but thing, I think what we're talking about, you know, the, things got really emotional that night, mm -hmm. did they not? Talk about what it was like getting ready for Lee County. I mean, you know, no matter really what classification they're in, you know, uh, big-time team. Right. Uh, they had won, what, two of the last three state championships. So, you guys knew you were going to be in for a battle. You guys talk about that. Either one of you can go first. But talk about what it was like in that game that night. Great atmosphere, mm -hmm. despite the pandemic holding the crowds back and, and what have you. But talk about that atmosphere, guys. Um, that game, like you said, with the pandemic, that was probably one of uh, that first game of the season that was, like, actually packed out. Yep. And yep. it was, like, really wasn't one-sided. It was, like, more or less just one of those rivalry games. And when it comes to, like, Lee, us playing Lee County, Colquitt, but also, I mean, everybody wants to be the king of the 229. So that game was more like a, a championship for us and pretty much just a whole lot of, like you said, a whole lot of emotions went flaring. I mean, I know a lot of those guys like Jerry and William Willis. Yep. I know yep. him yep. pretty well. Um, Quashon uh, Sapp. Yep. I know him pretty well too. Yep. So, I mean, just um, playing against those guys and, I mean, just practicing throughout the week, kind of preparing for that game and knowing that I was a, a lot of emotions going to flare and a lot of big um, recruited guys there. So, I mean, just really just getting bragging rights of being, what, king of teaching now, like I said. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Chase, what about you, man? What are your thoughts, your memories from that game? Like you said, uh, the atmosphere was up there. Like, especially us getting our jerseys before the game, that really boosted us. Even <laughs> even, even pregame, like every pregame, we always lit. So, it's like that really boosted us to want to compete. And we're always going to compete. So now, wait, what highest. was the deal before the game? What was that what you're talking about now? What oh, was that? We got our new jerseys. Oh, got new, new jerseys. Yeah, new yeah. Jer Jordan. Oh, that's right. I do yeah. remember that. We were talking about that. Pressure. 
There you go. Jakari's <laughs> <laughs> learning, man. He, he's learning the trick here. You're talking to that microphone for sure. Yeah. But that got you guys stoked up getting the new jerseys. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? And now, good job by Coach DeBose of playing the mental game there, playing the mind game, because it showed you guys came out. I mean, just barnstorming in that game, and y'all didn't let up, did you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Coach, what about your uh, your memories of the game, man? Uh, you know, did you come out with any kind of special game plan, being the offensive coordinator? We're going to talk a little bit more about your duties and involvement as we go forward on the show, but talk about that particular game. Well, just uh, two great programs, and, um, you know, credit to, to Lee and who they are and who they've been, and uh, a lot of respect for those guys. And we knew going in all week, uh, it was a challenge. Um, and it was, you know, Dominique catched a big touchdown pass right before half to kind of put us up two scores. But, you know, they had a lot of momentum before that drive. You know, we, we punched it in, I think, with less than 10 seconds to go right before half. So that was a big play. Uh, but credit to our guys, too. I mean, they just, they were ready to play mentally. Um, and they came out and performed at a high level. And, uh, you know, it's a tough place to play down here in, uh, in South Georgia uh, when you got to come to the Concrete Palace. And it showed that night. It really did. Again, in studio, glad to have offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson and, of course, Jakari Brown, Chase Belcher representing the Vikings today here on our Lounge High Vikings Tuesday. Let's go back and see what the uh, viewers of the show and supporters of the Vikings have to say. We've got, uh, let's see here, Rolodex Williams. What a name, by the way, isn't it? Rolodex Williams. Rolodex says, Chase is a future NFL player if he stays healthy, and Jakari Brown could be one as well. The quarterback position, a harder road, but it's good to see local kids getting it done. Good job no, there. No. Michael Hobbs says, ask Jakari about – am I pronouncing it right, Jakari? Jakari, Jakari, I mean – You'll ask me anything, right? Yeah, it's oh, all right. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. No, no, certainly, uh, no offense taken, okay? So, yeah, it's uh, good. But uh, uh, Michael Hobbs says, ask Jakari about his guitar playing and golfing skills. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you really play guitar? Yes, sir. Actually, really? I, um, I picked it up for Christmas. I know. I ain't really like never had like you know how like you go on like first day of school and the teacher's trying to like figure out about you. Yeah. And I always go to hobbies and be like, I play football. So I mean just um guitar, I mean watching like guys like Slash and people like just making yeah, music and yeah. stuff like that. So I mean just picked it up and kinda of took off with it. And I mean here we are playing guitar. I mean, wow. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I walked in on him one day and he was playing it. And I was like, Who is this? I was like, Oh, that's Jakari playing? That's him? Like, I was surprised. Like, it really sounded good. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So, kind of like, I guess, football. You picked it up pretty quick, it sounds like. Yes, sir. YouTube do wonders for you. I hear you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank for you, too. Right. <laughs> All right, so what about the fishing? Oh, no, no, no. Golfing. 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 Oh, we went golfing the, um, the Friday after I committed. At a, um, a tournament that uh, yeah, our that's right. Yeah, held. yeah, that's right. Right, yeah. and uh, I did pretty good. I got like a, a par on a hole, you know. So I mean, that's par, good. First time <laughs> golfing. I mean, I'm straight on golf on the Wii, but like the real life. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> ma hey, Masters, Masters winner, uh, 2018. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I love it, man. So you have picked up two of the hardest things. Yeah. To, to learn to play in golfing and the guitar. And it sounds like you mastered them pretty well. Yes, sir. That's, that's great. That's hey, you got to be dedicated, man. got to be dedicated. <laughs> You're right about that. Yes, Absolutely. So, uh, let's talk about your football days. And, Chase, we'll come back to you, too. So, have you always played quarterback? Did you grow up playing football here, boys and girls club, mm -hmm. rec league, or what? 
Um, yeah, I always I grew up here uh pretty much what Tune Street, just like right down the road. Yep. I played there, uh Lake Lori. I played for the Firebirds. Uh actually we played <laughs> each other like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure a lot of kids around here played. I don't see why they don't have that anymore. The Boys and Girls Club football, that really like bring up a lot. Yep, but absolutely. um I played tight end one year and uh I actually did good. Um I actually liked it. We actually went deeper in the playoffs than me playing quarterback though. But um just quarterback's kind of been, I mean, you want the best player on the field to have the ball at all times. That's what I kind of took into it. So my brother kind of instilling that in me and kind of just watching everybody's eyes on quarterbacks and just, I mean, kind of just falling in love with a position where I can have control and when I say go, everything goes. And when I say this and you're a leader and you're like, you can influence something on somebody or like make a big play in a game to influence and like um, either you win or lose it or something like that. So I like all bets on me, all eyes on me. I like that. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting because some guys uh, cave when the bright lights come out, but you like the attention. I love it. Bring it on. Sure. So, I'm already learning a lot about Jakari. So, learning to play guitar, no pressure, no problem. Golfing, I mean, those are two things that, again, are hard to do. <laughs> Quarterback. I was having a conversation with uh, uh, a big football fan and a friend this morning. We were talking about that very thing talking about how hard it must be, you know, when you're backpedaling, you know, looking down the field, you got guys coming at you from the middle, from the ends, you got three, four seconds maybe to make a decision where you're going to throw the ball. All right. That's tough. It is, but I mean, tough. the great ones do it. You're right about yes, that. And you're considered one of the great ones for sure. Yes, I can tell you that. Um, was, as his offensive coordinator, would you uh, – would you say that as well? Now, I know you don't want to give him the big head or anything. I get it, but kind of split it down the middle here. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Dynamic player, great player. Um, sky's the limit for him, and he still knows he's got to progress, and yeah. he's got things we got to get better at, and we, we work on him daily. And, um, you know, and he's going to progress when he leaves high school and, and get to the next level, and he's going. there's things he's going to progress at at that level, and um, his game's going to have to change a little bit because the speed of that game's a little different. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the first thing I met or I seen when I, when I met this kid was, I mean, just – the, the, the statue of him. I mean, you look at a, a 6'4", 200-pound type kid with arms that hang down to his knees. I mean, you know, that's a, a box right there that's checked, uh, you know, for quarterback right there. So, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, and he'll tell you the same thing, uh, we've worked extremely hard in the offseason to keep on progressing in the pocket, and that was the main thing I put my hands on him when I got here was we, we got to clean you up in the pocket. Um, and there's, there's other things, you know, he got a little bit more accurate in, in, in some throws and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't understand, you know, Jakari hurt his hand last year at, at TF, and he probably won't even tell you that. Um, so, you know, we go out in the Calcutt game, and uh, or actually it was the first game coming back from the quarantine, and that was a whole different fiasco. But, um, you know, it hurts his hand right there in the third quarter, and he can't really grip the ball. So he has to go out in the Calcutt game, and he plays with a glove on just so that he can grip the ball. So, you know, we were able to get him back a little bit, you know, with, with, the, with the bye week after the Camden week, and um, he was able to start throwing the ball a little bit better. But then again, uh, after we played uh, the first round game, we go to North Cobb, and it's 25-mile winds, and it's 30, 30 degrees out there. So you can imagine trying to grip a football in that kind of weather so uh, but again we've got back in there um, and we all kind of felt you know and when we got beat by Collins Hill that uh, we underachieved I and mean, there's no doubt about it so um, the first day when we got back from uh, Christmas holidays we went back to work and um, I think that's all that's one thing I credit not just him but you know all of our kids we we got a chip on our shoulder right now and um, you know we're in there working every day and the uh, we're, we're trying to win a ring and that's what we're here to do I hear you well spoken coach Chase, uh, what about you? Let's talk about you. So you're an athlete. Is there one position you prefer 
to play? I mean, do, do you have a preference or what? I mean, I prefer to play wide receiver, but, you know, anywhere the team need me to play, I'm going to do it. Whatever to help the team, I'm going to do Now, do you play on, over on defense as well? If they want me to, I will. <laughs> I got you. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a player that kicks love, I right? played safety in ninth grade, though. So okay. I, I'll go back. So what they did, they kind of made you more of a just offensive only player uh, yes, in high school. Well, when I say high school, tenth, eleventh grade, and yes, sir. Okay, That's I got you. Really, what I wanted to play, to be honest. Like my tenth grade year, I asked them switch me to um, wide receiver. Cause I, I felt like that's where I could be at because my hands. Right. Everybody was telling me my hands is good, my hands is great. So I was like, let me put them to the test. That's the real position that really needs hands. So, and that's what the team needed when it was that time. So. Yeah, actually, it was up. certainly the. I'm sorry, let me catch y'all. Go ahead. Us. Uh, certainly, these young men have uh, excelled at their positions. Chase, 674 yards, seven touchdowns at Lounds. Jakari getting it done on the ground and through the air, uh, 33,887 yards passing in his uh, Lowndes career with 28 touchdowns. And on the ground, 3,323 rushing yards with an amazing 44 touchdowns. And, uh, Coach, I'll address this one for you. So, I guess that's what makes Jakari so dangerous, uh, where he can defeat you and beat you with his feet or uh, through the air. No doubt about it. I mean, when you look at a true uh, dual threat type guy, I mean, he's the uh, he's the guy you look at. Um, and, you know, as dynamic as his legs are, he's got the ability for his arm just to be as dynamic. And uh, I think a lot of people saw that before we went into quarantine, the first five ball games. He was really polished, uh, really playing at a high level. And then, you know, crazy thing, you know, we're going to quarantine and we, and we take two and a half weeks off. And that's not, you know, he can't throw to nobody. We can't get out there and work on timing. We can't talk. We can't do anything. The only thing I do is pick the phone up and call and, how you doing, buddy? Hope you're feeling well. Same thing with everybody else. So, that was tough for us. And then we had to come back on a Wednesday and play TIFF, a big-time region game. And um, how we pulled that out was, you know, incredible um, because that's unheard of. I don't care if you're taking, you know, any sport you want to take, you take two and a half weeks off and you go out there and play, have to play at that high level. Uh, it's tough to do. So, but yeah, when you talk about dual threat quarterback, um, he's the guy, and, and I think that's why so many, so many people want him right now. And because uh, he's a rare type of guy in, in this day and game, and if you got that guy, you got a chance to be really special. Absolutely, uh, offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson, Chase Belcher, athlete, and of course, uh, quarterback extraordinaire Jakari Brown. We are so proud to have these uh, Vikings representing Viking Nation here on this Tuesday. We've got a couple of minutes, and we'll be going to break. Real quick, like, let's check and see who all is checking in. Again, you got a question, comment for any of these three young men. Send your questions, comments along to me, and I'll pass it along to Jakari and to uh, Chase. All right, Ken Dunn wants to know, how was Tiff County's pass rush against y'all? That's a you. All right, all right. Um, Facing the blue. Now, remember, that was a game, like Coach said, you coming back. Right. Two, what, two, two-and-a-half-week layoff. Mm -hmm. You got to go up against Tiff. Now, they had some problems, but they had a really good defense. Yeah, they did. Uh, so, talk about – Ken, wants to know, how was Tiff County's pass rush? Uh, it was really good. Um, Bell Cow guy, uh, Tariq West, committed yeah, yeah. to Georgia. Big-time player. Man-child. I mean <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the truth. He's the truth. So, I mean, just like you said, three, four seconds – and you got a O line that's kind of getting into being experienced. Like you said, that two week layoff. So I mean, right. yeah, I mean, just that pass rush was good. But I mean, just I did what I could. You know what I mean? Just um, 
eluding pressure, making plays. And, I mean, now that I think about it, I don't remember getting sacked that game. So, I mean, just – Must not have been too bad. Then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eluding. Eluding pressure. I mean, now, just – Yeah, and that game was when you uh, – wasn't it your run late in the game that kind of sealed the deal? Am I right about that? Uh, yeah. I'll speak on that. It was Chase Belcher's play he made on fourth and I think – was it fourth and like six, Chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. time play uh, on a little RPO we hit on the backside right there to extend the game. And then uh, on the same drive – uh, Jakari punches it in from about eight yards out. I think it was about eight yards out. Mm-hmm. It was inside the 10 and uh, to seal the deal, or really to seal, I say seal the deal, to take the lead 17-13 and kind of close them out. I was going to say, because that was a game that Tiff County had uh, come out and had, uh, again, taken advantage of what had, you guys had been through. They jumped out to a, what, a 14 nothing lead, I believe it was, or a sizable lead, I remember it was, that. It was like 10-3. Yeah. Okay, 10-3. Yeah. But uh, Lowndes found a way to get it done at the end. All right, guys, got to go to break. Keep your questions and comments coming. We got a lot of stuff coming in for these young men and the coach, and we'll pass it along to them when we return with more of our Viking Tuesday. Again, Chase Belcher, Jakari Brown, and offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson. I'm Phil Jones, your host. Stay with us. We're coming right back, guys. Hey guys, I'm Phil Jones, your host of Next Take Georgia, our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. On Next Take Georgia, we interviewed the top names in high school sports in Georgia, including athletes, officials, coaches, and those that impact and cover high school sports. Recent guests include Dr. Robin Hines, Executive Director of the GHSA, Frank Sokowski, Sports Director for WJCL in Savannah, and coaches Maurice Freeman and Marquise Westbrook, who joined me recently to discuss opportunities for more blackhead coaches in Georgia. You can find Next Take Georgia at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. That's Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Fellowship Christian Head Coach Sean Oliver as we talk about the Paladins baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Oliver will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Paladins program. That's the Fellowship Christian Coaches Show 
with myself and head baseball coach Sean Oliver. Heard every other Friday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with the extra point with Phil Jones on this uh, red hot Tuesday. And what a great day it is. Great day to be a football fan. Great to be a great day to be a Viking. And of course, if you are a Viking, what a great day it is as we have uh, Chase Belcher, Jakari Brown, and the Vikings offensive coordinator, Ryan Nelson, all in studio with us as we get ready to kick off our number two. Guys, I know we opened up with this, but thank you guys again so much for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, just listen, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, as to you coaches, these young men are so well mannered and just outstanding, outstanding young men. I'm not talking about anything about a football player, we know what that's like, but just uh, out, outstanding young men. You guys should be proud of yourself for yes, sure. Sir, thank yes, you. Sir. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right, uh, let's see who else we got checking in the show. We're fishing ass. Uh, we're going to put Chase on the microphone. He's been all silent down there on the end, man. We got to get him rallied. James Darling. James Darling, big uh, Viking guy. James may still, is he still the head of the? Uh, I know who that is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know James. James says, go Vikings. Uh, we got some Valdosta fans that are chiming in here. It's all good. We got to talk about the Winnersville Classic, of course, uh, here in a little bit. Um, let's see here. Ken Dunn says, and he's the Tip County guy that just checked in. I think you're a great quarterback. Wish you the best. Uh, I am Miami. Listen, between you, you. and you like that, <laughs> <laughs> between you yeah. and Thomas, and of course uh, Jake Garcia, who came through the show. We had him on the show. We had his parents on the show. Uh, y'all all gonna be together now. Interesting. You and Jake gonna get into a little bit of a quarterback competition down there. Too, too early to worry about that. Too early to worry about it. I guess the competition is part of the game. We ain't running. I got you. Yes, sir. I got you. I love that. <laughs> and of course, uh, Chase, you still making up your mind about uh, where you're gonna be playing on Saturdays? For uh, folks that may have tuned in late, kind of go back th through that for us again. Your choices so far. So far, I have South Alabama, Hutchinson Juco College, and. University of Massachusetts. I got you. I got you. So just kind of uh, maybe still seeing if some other offers will come in and still kind yes, of weighing those, right? Yes, sir. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. So we're trying to come up with a name for the show, by the way. Like the Viking part? Yeah, well, like, you know, Wednesdays is wide open Wednesday where we just got, we don't have really any guests or anything. So we're trying to, you know, come up with something uh, kind of clever, you know, that would rhyme with, you know, maybe not rhyme, but, you know, like, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Lounge something Tuesday or Viking something Tuesday. Y'all be thinking about that. You guys are the young ones, the creative ones, and we'll see if we can come up with something. Viking now, talk. What's that? Viking talk. I like that. <laughs> That's simple, bro. Viking, simple, Viking Tuesday talk. Viking Talk Tuesday. I love it. Viking Talk I Tuesday. I love it. Okay, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Uh, you're on to something, Chase. Yeah. TTT. <laughs> Jakar, you like that? So, Viking, with that? The Viking Venue. 
I like that. <laughs> See, I, I knew we got these young, energetic minds in here. Like they can come up with something <laughs> like that. See, <laughs> like that. Kidding. All right. Uh, now, Valerie, is that your mom or? Uh, all right. Shout out to you, Love right. y'all. Yeah, she. Now, all right. So that's uh, Tyler's mom. Yes. Okay. So she checked in with us last time. She's back in uh, the house today as well. So um, let's see here. We got Kimberly. So blessed, Thomas. Chris Thomas, look at your boys. Who's that? <laughs> New wide receiver. Oh, that's K5. K5. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. So you guys keep your questions coming, your comments coming. I'll certainly pass them along to these young men. And if you got questions for the coach, you want to talk about scheme or, or anything like that, uh, let us know. Michael Hobbs says, great athletes but better young men. Love these kids. I hear you for sure. Um, all right. So let's talk about, uh, and I mentioned we were talking about the, uh, the start of the season. So we go through the season. You got Lee County game. Um, let's go to the playoffs. Now, what was it the game that you guys were, uh, it got real close, too close for comfort there at the end? North Cobb. Uh, North Cobb. Yes, let's talk right. about that game. That one and Milton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But first, let's talk about – so, Milton was first or North, North Cobb? North Cobb was first. Okay. We traveled there in the second round. All right, so let's talk about North Cobb. All right. Chase, what do you remember about the North Cobb game? That's where I think y'all had the lead, and here they come storming down the field trying to make a last-minute comeback, right? No, that was the Milton game. That was the Milton uh, game. Milton. All right, so tell me about North Cobb. I remember a lot of adversity. All right, going into, what, halftime, we had a dumb penalty that put us back, like, after halftime, so – that really set us back. And the cold, it was really not an excuse, but the cold was really a factor that night. And yeah, just had to make plays that night, execute. So you guys traveled to Milton and North Cobb, right? Mm -hmm. And Collins Hill. And Collins Hill. Every week. Yeah. That's tough, man. No doubt. That's tough. Well, but all, all three one seeds and uh, all three undefeated teams. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, for, for, for sure. And uh, you know, going back to going back to the North Cobb game, um, you know, the wind was incredible that night. I mean, it's about twenty five. Which one was that? That was the North Cobb okay. uh, second round of playoffs. Um, and it was just it was a tough night for us offensively. Um, you know, Coach Hurt did a great job defensively. They had a big time quarterback. Uh, he was a sophomore, um, a bigger type guy, a big runner. Um, and then, you know, in the fourth quarter, again, you know, I, I, IJ breaks one, I think, with like, what, less than a minute to go. Mm -hmm. And we finally just pop one out of there, and he breaks one to kind of close them out. And then they get the ball back with less than a minute, and they go right down the field, right down the field, right down the field. And, uh, you know, we were luckily able to stop them on fourth down. Our defense made a great play. But it was a great team win that night. And uh, But, again, like we were talking about, you know, having to go three straight weeks to Atlanta, uh, it was tough, not to make any kind of excuses, but uh, when you have to go play three undefeated teams on the road, um, I commend these guys preparing themselves uh, because, you know, you get home on a Friday night at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, us coaches, we wrap back in the, in the field house on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. We don't sleep because we got to get ready for the next one. And um, so these guys go home and sleep on Saturday, and they're right back in the field house on Sunday. We got to prepare for the next game, and then we're right back on the road on a Thursday, traveling down. But I commend these guys to really getting themselves prepared, their bodies, and then mentally. And then you know the big thing people don't understand is these kids. You know they were mature enough to go to sleep. You know on a Thursday night before we have to play in a hotel and stuff like that, and and be very businesslike. So that was huge for us. But uh, it's all an experience for us. These guys coming back. So if we have to do it again next year, we'll be ready again. 
I got you. All right, uh, Chase, let's talk about the um, the big loss against uh, – we talked about Tiff County. Uh, you guys were able to come back and get that win. Uh, of course, that came after the Wintersville Classic. Okay, great win, always a big win. How big is, because we hear it as fans, the Wintersville Classic, but just how big from a player standpoint is the Wintersville Classic? Chase, we'll get you first, then we'll go to Jakari. It's a dream, really. Like, being in the stands in the town that you grew up with, knowing there's plenty of fans, barely any seats in the stadium left, it's, it's a real different experience. Like, that's some st- stuff that people look up to. I got you. But, yeah. I got you. Yeah, and it's definitely a big game. Jakari, what, what you got? Um, Wintersville. Uh, kind of like what he said, it's a big experience. I remember um, my ninth grade year was my first start against uh, Valdosta. That Wintersville. Oh, game. really? Yeah, uh, that 75, 35, 75, 35 I win. I remember the game. Tisdale. Yeah. That was Tisdale right there, baby. <laughs> yeah, but that, um, just going to the stadium and um, kind of walking through everybody, feeling all the support and stuff, like, it really got surreal. And then I'm just chilling on the sideline talking to my buddy Tristan. Um, we were talking, I was like, Jakar, you're going in. I'm like, Okay, and then it just really hit me. I'm walking out on the field, and it's like, uh, and Tiss, I was like, hey, I got you, bro. First place, sweep, he's going to touchdown. I was like, all right, okay, we chilling, we chilling, we chilling, we good, we good. So, I mean, just growing up, watching my brother playing that, and uh, watching all of my uh, these guys that I uh, grew up with, like uh, Mike Baird, uh, Tavon Kyle, and all those guys playing, uh, winning, and um, kind of have some pride in it. I mean, so just kind of just keeping that tradition going and passing it down and uh, keep winning because, I mean, we're behind in that uh, in that little record thing that they got going on there. So, I mean, kind of just got to get back. I hear you. Chase, you got yeah. something to say about I just want to say, like, it's, it definitely hits harder. It feels better when you were in the stands watching the games before and now you're playing. Like, it's, it's real different. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so, you're talking about having watched it as a, as a kid or – been the youngster, yeah, and then growing up and actually playing in the game, and yes, I'm sir. sure you were wondering like, what's it like to play in the game, and then you get to experience that. So you were, you mentioned the as a freshman, you played in the big blowout win, right? All right, now did you start that game? Uh huh. Yes, sir. Okay. So are you a four year starter? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that kind of um, got lost on me. Yeah, because um, right before uh, camp, uh, the starter that was supposed to go on in the season, uh, Joe, he got hurt. And then we had a, um, a senior. Joe Allman. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Andrew Kahneman that was uh, right behind him. And then we had Andrew. And I um, kind of went in, and we were blowing out teams, and we played Parkview, and we lost. And then coaches kind of got in and it was like, okay, we run a scheme where I guess Shakar would be more of a runner. And then you got Andrew. And then uh, we kind of got in there, and then we were kind of winning more, with me more in there. Teams kind of responded more. So, I mean, I kind of just took over after that, but also game and took off with it. I got that. you. And that was as a freshman. Yes, sir. Wow. Unbelievable. You just don't hear many great stories out of a true freshman, you know, at any yes, level. So, that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot about his maturity. Don't you agree, Coach? No doubt. And um, I think that's one of his biggest attributes is uh, he's a much, very mature guy. And uh, when I talk to a lot of college coaches about this guy, it's the first thing I tell him. He's mature beyond his age. Uh, I coach a guy like him named Jonathan Wallace that uh, played at Auburn. Uh, very similar to him, uh, just mature beyond his age. And, uh, and I think that's a that's a great humbling, you know, experience for a kid like him to go in as a true freshman because he's going to fail at times but be mature enough to handle the pressure and that goes along with it and bounce back and, and, and still make plays. Gotcha. All right, so we talked about uh, Wintersville. 
uh, and what a big game it was. Uh, and of course, you talked about your very first uh, Wintersville and uh, being able to come out in that one and get it done. So, uh, after Wintersville, you guys uh, get the win over Valdosta, of course, uh, Tiff County. We talked about that. And then come the Colquitt game. Uh, just one of those nights, right? I mean, what, what, what happened? Just, I mean, it's one in thing? That, uh, I feel like that, um, <clears throat> that like our whole like little robbery with them goes back and forth every year. It does. Because like it's either you go to the hog pen and they don't lose at home and you come to the country palace and we don't lose at home. Right. So, I mean, it's really just kind of going back and forth with two like because I mean, region one, seven, eight, us is like the best region in the whole state. So, I mean, you got right. two possibly state championships playing for each other for a region championship every year. So, emotions are up. I mean, everybody just really just wanted to play, and I mean, just that, that big bragging rights. And I mean, like you said, it's just one of those nights. Yeah, just, again, just one of those things where you chalk it up, get on the bus, go home, and uh, take your lumps, and let's get ready to, to go again. And that's what you guys did, uh, because that would be your last loss until the Collins Hill game, okay? So let's talk about what happened after that. You guys go over to, or was it uh, at Camden, or was Camden here? We're playing at home. Okay. Camden, you know, they're one of them things, man, as a fan, as a guy that does, you know, follows high school football, we were trying to figure out what Camden was all about this year. You know, they, they uh, didn't have Felix, their mm -hmm. running back. Um, Jamie. So, yeah, Jamie Felix. And, um, yeah, there were some other kids, I think, that uh, were home schooled, or, well, they, they were virtual learning mm -hmm. because of COVID, and they weren't able to play. So there was a lot of things that went into Camden. But, you know, have y'all ever heard of Jeff Heron, their coach? He, was a, he used to be the longtime coach at Camden. Okay. He's coming back now. Right. Uh, and he's probably going to bring back the wing tee at Camden. <clears throat> he's the yeah. one that led Camden to all those championships. You know Coach Heron, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. So he'll be back, and that'll make things interesting this year with, uh, with Camden. Uh, probably not looking at the spread offense this year anymore for Camden. But anyway, you guys got a 28-21 victory there. And then that got you guys ready for the playoffs. Big win over the Newton Rams. A good Newton team. You guys were able to handle them in a shutout victory. Great start to the playoffs there. Then the North Cobb game that we talked about, you guys win that one 21-13. Let's talk about the Milton game, 23-13 victory. Uh, that was right before uh, the uh, the game against Collins Hill. Let's talk about Milton. Um, that, was, that was a very experiencing game. I learned some new things that, that game. Like, I really – I learned that no matter what, don't ever look back. Like, mm -hmm. I had some mess-ups that game, yep. and I just kept looking for it, kept looking for it, and I was progressing. Like, I see myself doing better throughout the game. So, it's just like things like that helped me get through that game. I got you. <clears throat> Jakari. as a team, we played good, too. Uh, yeah. I got as you. a team, we did good. Got you. But um, that game was, um, like I said, back as a freshman, ninth grade, we got put out by Milton in the semis. Mm -hmm. And uh, at like Denmark Stadium, right, right before they had to build that. Yeah. So walking in that game was probably I probably the only one on the team that probably played other than uh, Tyler Belcher that played in that game. So yeah. that game was more or less just kind of coming back with a chip on your shoulder and just a little bit of get back of just kind of just hard nose like yeah y'all got us that time but hey we're we're going up. All right, so that gets us ready for Collins Hill. You guys are uh, that was the semifinal. That's yes, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course, we know about Collins Hill, uh, <coughs> Sam Horn, is that mm -hmm. his name? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how tough was it now? So, you weren't playing any defense or anything that game, were you? Okay, just offense no, only. Sir. 
Well, you guys had a chance to watch him from the sidelines. I mean, Jakari, you're the quarterback. Right. Uh, he's a real deal. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Travis Hunter is the real deal. Travis Hunter, that guy is unbelievable. Both sides of the ball, just a really good guy. I met him, um, I kind of talked to him at a 707s. I mean, he's a real good character guy. I mean, but he's a football, like he's made for football, NFL player for sure. I got you. Just one of them nights, guys. I mean, Collins Hill, y'all ran into a buzzsaw, 31 to 14. Uh, I mean, had to be disappointing. Like I said at the beginning, you guys had a great year, but you know, I'm sure there's a point where you guys think, man, we we got the team to take it, you know, take it all the way. Year before, you know, you guys did make it all the way, came up a little bit short. So you guys got one more shot at it. Right. You know, what are you thinking this year, guys? Let's talk about this season coming up. Make it happen. Make it happen. So just, uh, getting over that hump and uh, kind of just getting everybody to buy into it and really just believe from the get-go from just that it's going to take hard work and nobody's just going to give it to us. So just really kind of just getting back into the lab and doing what we love. I mean, if you don't love it, you shouldn't be doing it. So, I mean, I ain't never worked a day in my life. I love football. I so, hear I mean, you, brother. Just, just, I hear you. Just grinding. Just grinding I got out. you. You're a lot taller than I thought you would be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, 6'4". Six, yeah, every bit. Chase, you're what? How tall are you? Six? Six one. Six one, yeah. But you guys got good height. Um, coach, let's talk about the team this year. Uh, what's your expectations? Of course, I know you're offensive coordinator. Um, and what's it like to, to, to have both of these guys in your arsenal? Right. Um, you know, the expectation is simple. It's the Winter State Championship. I mean, we step in there day one after Christmas break and – They'll tell you. Uh, we talk about it every day. Um, that's the expectation. That's what we want to do. And uh, we're trying to get there. And uh, like I told you earlier, we feel like we came up short last year um, and it didn't happen for us. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to progress every day as a coaching staff and, uh, and pro pro progress these kids to, uh, to get us there. And uh, it's going to take a lot, a lot of hard work. But, you know, my hat's off to Coach Wisham, our weight guy. Um, you know, we went in there with a great plan this offseason and the rest of our assistant coaches and, uh, and Coach Dubos, you know, uh, we've all hit the ground running. And, um, you know, every day we're, it's, it's something we're getting better at. And that's the whole key. Uh, we're pushing because, you know, being the coach Dubos program the last seven years, um, you know, we believe the offseason wins championships. We don't believe you win a championship in August, September. We believe you win it January, February, March, and April. So, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, the guys have put in the work right now, and now we're pro progressing to our next phase here next week is that spring ball. And uh, we got to have a great three weeks of practice to get ready to go into summer. And uh, But talk about these two guys right here having an arsenal. Uh, first, I want to talk about Chase. Um, you know, we talked about him earlier, how good his hands were, stuff like that. Chase is a bona fide athlete. Uh, he's a bigger body type guy. Um, I coached a guy when I was in Phoenix City named J.D. McKissick. Um, and, he, and he's playing in the NFL now. He's a running back. Played a receiver, broke all kind of records for Arkansas State, but now as a third down and a, really for the Redskins this year, he played. It was every down running back. So, uh, but it, it, JD's the type of guy. His hands were a plus, and I compare uh, Chase's hands the same way. He's an A plus hands type guy. Um, if the ball's around him, he's gonna catch it. Uh, that's just, it is what it is. You you see very few drops out of the kid. Uh, but getting back to him talking about an athlete, uh, you're going to see him all over the field this year. You know, he played, you know, only outside receiver for us last year. Uh, you're going to see him line up in the backfield. You're going to see him line up in inside receiver. You're going to see him line up back outside. Heck, you may see him line up at some full, our fullback, tight end type stuff in some certain sets. So, he's a guy that's smart enough to handle all this kind of stuff, and we're going to utilize him. 
um, because we feel like he's a guy that can make plays. Um, so he's a definitely a type of guy that, uh, you know, offense coordinators enjoy to have. Uh, but again, you know, everybody can't do that if they ain't got the football knowledge. And, you know, Chase spent a year in the system. Uh, and be able to learn and stuff like that. Uh, he's going to progress. and uh, But you're going to see number four line up all over the football field this year. And then with Jakari coming back, again, like I talked about earlier, it's just per keep on progressing and working on his craft daily. Um, you know, like I said, the sky's the limit for the kid. Uh, but it's just more about polishing and keep on polishing and continue to play at a high level. And if defense are going to, you know, try to take his legs away, well, we got to have answers and uh, we got to throw the football. And they're going to lay back and not give it the big play then uh, his legs got to get involved and he's got to run the football. So, again, having that dual threat type guy uh, is not, not important to us, but is a luxury for us. And uh, we just got to utilize it like we've been doing. Good stuff there from, uh, from the coach. Love the coach speak, uh, by the way. As, again, we talk uh, today with uh, Jakari Brown, Chase Belcher, and uh, Ryan Nelson, <clears throat> offensive coordinator. All right, so we talked earlier uh, about Jakari and uh, playing guitar, playing golf chase what are your hobbies man what do you do <laughs> i like to fish and play a game you know when i'm not doing that i'll work out do something around the house you know but fishing is my main thing all right so your cousin tyler big fisher. he's a big fisherman too oh, yeah. he's big, out runs, big country runs in a big country <laughs> <laughs> is that what y'all call him big country I go, I go with my dad my family almost every time i'm with them what's that now i go with my family almost every time i'm with them really yeah Okay. Who catches most fish? My grandma. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma. I don't know how you can go to the same spot as her, but the fish will not bite your hook. <laughs> All right. Let's see what uh, let's see what the uh, the viewers, uh, the Viking fans, have got to say today here on the show. All right. Oh, um, let's see, somebody asked this. I'm trying to remember who it was. Said. Uh, well, Timmy Neesmith, uh, big Viking fans, we call him Stick Man. Timmy Neesmith says, uh, hey, we're going to win region this year and get more home playoff games. That would be a big help, wouldn't it? Facts. No doubt. We just talked about you guys no going doubt. on the road for uh, mm -hmm. North Cobb, Collins Hill, Milton. Again, tough to do. No excuses. Right. I get it. I mean, you guys ain't making any. But, uh, yeah, still, that's tough to do, man. Yeah. But that's at the end of the day, you know, you win the region, you're only guaranteed two at home. Well, so, I got you. Yep. So you know, it becomes a coin flip after that. Yeah. When you're a one seed, if you play a one seed, so ah. uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I said, you only play two at home if you win the region, and uh, if you play a one seed, uh, like we had to last year from Atlanta, yeah. then uh, it becomes a coin flip. So it's kind of out of our hands, but I agree 100 percent with you. If we can get them first two at home, it will help us. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. For I mean, having two home games versus having to go on the road, no doubt. Big help. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Timmy e. Smith says talking about Tisdale's comments earlier, mm. and Tisdale just scored again. Now it's going back to the Valdosta game. <laughs> How many touchdowns do he have in that game? Six. Whoa! Wow. He had six touchdowns. I think like four fifteen on the ground. Yeah, he 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 went off that game. That uh, was... James uh, James Darling was wanting to know where's the Wintersville Trophy at? Am I? Or the one. Well, you got one. I got the MVP. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, I that's at the house. That's okay, that's by yourself, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, the main one's in the facility. Yeah, yeah. in the facility <laughs> at Louds High. I got you. I got you. So that thing, you don't, y'all don't get it toted around or anything. That's too big for the tote around. Hey, you walk by it every day and kind of rub it, but that's that thing's too big to tote around. Hey guys, what about pregame? Rituals, pregame habits. You guys, anything? You guys got anything you like to do before the game? Listen like, to music. Yep. 
listen to music. That's all I do. Who's your favorite artist? Lil Baby. Yeah. <laughs> or Drake. Or Drake. Or Drake? Yeah. I got you. What about you, Jacar? Uh Like you said, listen to music. And um, I like Twin Snakes. That's my candy. <laughs> So, I mean, I'll, I'm always grabbing on tears. Like, he laughing, but, like, he don't ask for nothing. So, so I mean. But you yeah. mentioned Slash earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I listen, like, oh, yeah. Guns that's Roses, man. Yeah, you get, I get into it. Yeah. Yeah, in the mirror, just like, yeah, man, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know what I <laughs> mean? So, just talking to myself, get myself hyped up, and really just embrace it and going into beast mode, really. I hear you. I love that. Um, what are y'all's favorite subjects? School? We all do well in school, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, like a, I like animals, so like some like zoology, like biology, yeah. something like that. I, I really excel in that area. Okay. Yes, sir. How about I, you? I say history. I like to learn about stuff that happened before time. That is before interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this country to, uh, you know, figure out what would have happened, you know, had we not, uh, you know, with our allies been able to put, uh, you know, uh, Germany down. Right. Of course, our great ally at the time and now. But at the time, man, they're a big enemy, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, I just use that as an example to learn your history because, you know, you never know. Um, all right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. Going to spend just a couple more minutes and we'll let you guys go, okay? Yes, sir. All right, we are visiting with the Viking clan on this Tuesday. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Your final questions, guys, get them in. What do you want to ask these young men? This is your chance. You see these guys on Friday night. Now here's your chance, point blank, just like you're standing in the same room with them, ask them a question, something you've always wanted to know about Jakari Brown and Chase Belcher. This is your opportunity, so let me hear from you guys here on the comment section of our page. You are watching Extra Point, Phil Jones with you, special Tuesday edition where we have got Jakari Brown, Chase Belcher, and the Vikings offensive coordinator, Ryan Nelson, in studio with me. Thanks so much, guys, for being with us. Stay with us. We're coming right back. I mean it. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie, at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot.
Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. Welcome back, guys. I'm Phil Jones. This is Extra Point with Phil Jones on a glorious Tuesday afternoon. You guys know the drill. Every Tuesday, we are visiting with some folks from the Vikings. Normally, it's a Coach DeBose. He may have a player, may not. But today, no Jamie DeBose. He's uh, checking out his son's baseball game. So, in his stead, we have offensive coordinator Ryan Nelson, Starting quarterback, four-year starter, Jakari Brown, and athlete, Chase Belcher. Guys, again, here as we wind things down with y'all, really want to thank y'all for coming in with us today. Certainly. Thank you. means a lot. Thank you for having us. All right, let's uh, check out some of the questions. Now, one of these questions we were talking about during the break, you were kind of wanting to shy away from it a little bit, but we got (laughs) – listen, got to tackle it to use some football vernacular, right? right. We just got to tackle it head on here. So, Tierra Battle says, who are our running backs this year? That's right. And, no, I'm not trying to shy away from that. But uh, first thing I'll just say about our running back position, uh, we lost two really good players last year. Um, and then, uh, you know, moving on this year, um, I, I think you're looking at a guy to my right right here, which y'all's left. Uh, you're going to see him back there. Like we talked about earlier, he's an athlete. Um, and you're going to see him back there, and he's going to take the football for us. Um, you're going to see some. we got a sophomore coming up, uh, uh, Jakari Fleming, uh, that's going to be progressed as a, as, a, as a good back force uh, as he grows and matures. And then, um, you know, y'all going to have to just come and check out spring because you're going to see some guys that's going to come over from the defense that uh, I'm not going to reveal today. But you're going to see some guys that, that you've seen on Friday nights play defense that's going to come over there and uh, that's going to tote the ball also. So um, that's why we got spring here next week. Uh, we got some questions. We've got to get answered to that position. Uh, but that's why we got three weeks of practice and ten days to figure it out. And then once we can kind of put our hands on it uh, from that sense, then we'll go into the summer with more of a better idea. But, um, you know, there is not a bona fide type guy we have right now. We're going to kind of fill that position with pieces. Um, and then, you know, we're going to do a couple different things offensively. Uh, you're going to probably see us getting a little, lot more empty type stuff. Um, and, and, and he'll be your back uh, with Jakari back there by himself. So, um, trust me, we have a plan, and uh, we, we've been meeting on this kind of thing uh, all off season. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, you're definitely going to see Chase back there. And, uh, you know, we've got an up, uh, up and rising sophomore with Jakari Fleming. Um, that You know, there's two names off the top of my head right now. Very good, very good. Um, I guess what about the, uh, the rest of the offense, too? So, uh, in addition to your running backs, I think it could be running back by committee this year. Uh, what else are you looking at in addition to Chase? And, of course, Jakari. And Jakari really is a weapon, like we mentioned earlier. He can get it done on the ground. Uh, do, does Jakari have the option 
If it breaks down, can he take off and run? What's the deal there? <laughs> no, we want him to just fall down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, you know, he's got the option, you know, anytime we're going to throw the football and drop back pass. Um, that's one thing, I, you know, I coach him tremendously is how to move in and out of the pocket. Um, because playing a position, if you're sitting back there being a statue, you're not going to be very successful. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, um, obviously we're going to come out with, 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 you know, some kind of pass concepts and stuff like that. But uh, if stuff hits the fan and uh, it's not there or, it, you know, his, it gets cloudy with his eyes, stuff like that, then, yes, he's got to be able to maneuver in and out of the pocket and get out. And then once he gets on the, on the run, uh, he can make throws like he did last year in the first round of playoffs to chase, and uh, we can make big-time plays. But, you know, pr progressing for us offensively, um, you know, we, we lost a lot of guys, uh, you know, total, a lot of skill guys also. Uh, we got two or three coming back up front. Um, but, you know, I, I think the biggest thing we got right now is we've started creating some depth. And we, we've got some guys that's up and coming that a lot of people don't know about right now yeah. uh, that's going to know about, you know, when, if they come to the spring game uh, for sure. Um, and then, you know, a couple of guys inside that, you know, that, that my name or that come to my, name, my head right now is uh, Tate McGee and uh, Ronnie Davis. Uh, they've had two pretty really good off seasons, so uh, looking for them to to excel. And then uh, we got Barron out wide. Um, you know, we're looking for a monster year out of him. And then uh, you know, just we got some other guys. Just, we got to keep on developing. Uh, but you're gonna see a lot of new guys on the field this year that didn't play. But not that they can't play. It's just they were young guys last year and they had to develop. And uh, we're expecting a lot of big things out of them guys. Good stuff there. Uh, so Jakari, this is for you now. I'll, and I'll piggyback <clears throat> off the last question. So, coach has got a play called. Do you have the option to audible? Uh, do y'all like to go with the play that's called when, when if, you know, if at all necessary? I mean, kind of what is that like? I've always wondered that. I'm sure fans have too. I break this down. All right. Go ahead. So, like, we got we got uh, band calls, right? And, I mean, it's probably like uh, – What a, is this now? Wait a minute. What is this? Like your, your band, wristband. Like band. your regular wrist wristband. Calls. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, it's probably like a 108 plays on that. And then that's like signals and stuff like that. And then you got um, fastballs, which is pretty much – we got, like, different type of formations and different, like, uh, pretty much playing numbers games on the fields. And, like, say if it's um, – Kind of put this in perspective, one by three, the strips, right? And we got, like, inside zone and, and the inside. And then, like, to the right, we have, like, a bubble. And then, like, backside would be, like, a stop. So, I mean, you're really just watching and seeing what the um, what the outside linebacker do out here, kind of what the numbers game is in the box. And do you got that free money with that stop on the backside? So, I mean, really, it's kind of me kind of assessing arena defense and taking what they give me. And then you got – NASCARs is really just our tempo when it's just like you get a play and you go. So, I mean, just all that put together gives us a really a chance to have an answer for everything. I love it. I that love is your Lowndes High playbooks. <laughs> what was that, Chase? Get up right <laughs> and to the microphone. That is your Lowndes High playbook right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's right all the way. Not a lot of people out there taking notes. Uh, <laughs> it I think it's all good. So, we always wonder when we see the guys out there, you're looking at your, at your play, at your wristbands. Mm -hmm. So, without going into a lot of detail, basically, what is that? What are you doing there? Talk about uh, really just they'll give us a signal and um, kind of like it would be like bald four and it's just like bald four and then you look and then it's like, yo, um, slugger right, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So, then you go slugger right. Tell everybody ball four, everybody looks down. Lyman got their own thing. Running backs got theirs. They have theirs. And it's like a cool, well-oiled machine. And we just on go. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. Guys, we'll end this uh, segment with some questions here from our uh, audience. So, 
Larry Godwin says, Coach, what can we expect from the offensive line since we're replacing the entire line? Well, we're not replacing the entire line. We got, you know, a couple guys back, uh, a couple guys that did get hurt at the end of the year last year. So we're expecting them to come back and they started for us. Uh, so we got, you know, we're gonna have to replace, you know, both tackles and our center. Uh, but we, we feel pretty good. I, you know, I feel pretty good from a standpoint of, uh, you know, we've had an off season. And I think that's why everybody in our building feels a lot better right now. What you didn't have last year. Exactly. And it, it wasn't just us, it was everybody. Right. But when, when you talk about bringing a new system in and, and talk about creating depth, uh, especially up front, and, and Coach Giddens and Coach Gray, they do a great job with our guys. Um, but we just feel like we, we've created so much depth now up front, and, and we're getting to it in the spring. And, you know, I don't know what five guys are going to go out there and start day one. I mean, right now we're looking at probably about 10 or 15 guys we got from a depth standpoint that's going to potentially play for us. Uh, a lot of these guys coming up um, are going to be, you know, sophomores from last year. Uh, but I think you're going to see that uh, we're going to be well much improved up front. Um, you know, from last year, and uh, you know, the sky's the limit for that group up front. And again, I think you know what coach, how Coach Giddens develops the kids and, and develops their mindset. Uh, we're going to be hard nosed like we always been, or like you know, Lowndes has always been. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the, the biggest thing I can put my finger on from, from an overall program standpoint is uh, we've created a lot more depth up front, and that's a big factor because when you get into a football game guys are going to get hurt guys are going to go down and it's in high school football does your does your play drop off and if we can create enough depth where your play doesn't drop off and we can run you know seven eight nine offensive linemen on a friday night out there ready to play then we got an advantage going in for sure i got you all right guys i want to talk about the uh what led to your decision jakari and then uh we'll end up with uh with chase still trying to make his uh, mind up there but Let's talk about what goes into, you know, deciding on where you're going to play college football. Now, you had multiple offers. Right. I mean, a lot. Yes, sir. Everybody was wanting you. When did they first start coming after you? Uh, was it in ninth grade? Yeah, right after my ninth grade season. Okay. Uh, my first big offer was uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia got, Tech? Yes, sir. That's got to mean something, I guess, when yeah. they're the first yeah. one to offer you, right? Right, right, right. Uh, just growing up watching Michael Vick and kind of looking at that. And kind of looking at what they do, like dual threat quarterbacks. So, I mean, that was just uh, amazing for me. Because, I mean, me in seventh, eighth grade kind of thinking, like, no, nah, you're not – I mean, you're going to have to kind of grind it out and have, like, a regular job, not actually make somebody yourself with football. So, I mean, just it kind of just hit right then. And I was like, I can actually get serious about this and yeah. do something with it. I got you. So, obviously, you go through the process, you know, of all right. these colleges wanting you. I mean, how did you – what was the narrowing down? Process. Oh. How did it get to a point where you had to, you know, kind of filter out a lot of the schools? Right. So I guess I'm asking, how did it come down to Miami? Right. It was just uh, my relationships with coaches, and kind of it's kind of hard with COVID and stuff. I can't. I really didn't like get to uh, go out and, and like see places. But I mean, everybody's gonna be nice over phone. Every coach is gonna be nice and everything like that. So I mean, you kind of just gotta filter out what's real and what's not, and yep. who's consistent and who's not consistent. And what you're feeling, and who talks to your parents? Because I mean, my parents are have like you know a good push on that. So I mean, just who has those good relationships with those people, and kind of just what I feel and what I like, and what they're gonna do with me as far as expanding my abilities and making me a good quarterback to like on the next level. So I mean, just binding all of that. And uh, Coach Diaz and uh, Coach Lashley, I mean, they got some really good going down there. And I mean, I would love to be, I'm gonna be a part of that. So I mean, just um. Kind of just fell in love with that decision. I, uh, I went down there maybe the weekend before I committed, 
and right. uh, saw the campus and experienced all that and uh, really enjoyed myself and kind of fell in love with that and it kind of just finalized my decision and here we are. I got you now. Was Thomas being down there? Uh, did that help? Yes, sir. Uh, getting a little, a little familiar, familiarity, you know what I mean? Just uh, kind of talking to him, seeing how things are. I mean, you got to come to work anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that. I mean, I like that work, that grind, and everybody wanting to win. So, I mean, just having that mentality and bringing that Miami swagger back. So, I mean. I got yeah. you. I got <laughs> you. Uh, what have they promised you in terms of playing time? Number one, are they going to keep you a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, that's been a lot of the talk about, uh, you know, amongst guys like me. Mm-hmm. You know, all of us guys that love to talk football and act like we know everything, you know. Right. And all the talk is being, well, Jakari not going to be a high, I mean, a college quarterback, but mm-hmm. that's wrong. You have every intention of staying a quarterback, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're saying that here on my show today. Jakari Brown will be a quarterback. I okay? love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, sir. So, have they promised you? Have they? And I know they can't, you know, mm-hmm. some, some colleges will do this and some won't, but. Right. So, but are they are they telling you, uh, you know, Jakari, we're going to give you a chance to compete for the quarterback? I mean, what have they told you about that? Uh, just kind of because you got Derek King, he's coming off an injury, and the way he's going, he's making like a really good recovery that he should be playing um, by um, by the season, by the first game against Bama. Okay. So I mean, and going through that, and you got Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia that are there, that are freshmen. So when I get there. It'll be kind of up for job. And I graduate early, so I'll leave in December and be there in January. So I have a spring to learn the offense and a summer to go fight for a job. So, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, I want to I wanna play early if I can. And if I'm meant to play early, then that's just God's will. But I'm going to go fight and go play for early. Good deal, man. Yes, Good deal. All right, uh, Chase, let's talk about uh, your situation. Again, I know you're still trying to decide, is there a, do you want to remain an athlete? Come on up to that microphone now. Do you want to remain an athlete? <laughs> Do you want to try to settle into a, a one position or what? I can. I'll remain an athlete because it gives me more opportunities yes. to have that chance at the next level. You know, so like if I'm not a wide receiver, I can go for running back. If I'm not a running back, I go for wide receiver, tight end, something like that. So it's just about opportunities. I got you. I got you. Coach, uh, as we wind things up uh, with these uh, two young men. Um, you know, what are you thinking about the team that you've got? The offense is coming back. We talked about the line, offensive line. You got some some holes to fill there. But overall, how do you feel? And be straight up with us. How do you feel about your offense? You got to feel good having a quarterback like Jakari coming back. You got an athlete like Chase you can put anywhere and do anything with, uh, you know, kind of like a Swiss Army knife. But what's the rest of the offense unit look like? How does it compare to the last two teams that went to the state championship game and went to made it to the semifinals in the last two years respectively. Right, and I can't I can't talk on the offense uh, when they went to the state championship game because I wasn't here. So I mean I can't talk on that. But uh, comparing to last year, uh, I, I think you're gonna see a lot more depth. Uh, you know, a guy I want to talk about a little bit uh, is our, you know our other quarterback Tristan Bowler a little bit. Um, you know he 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 progressed and he came into a tough situation. I heard good things about him. By the right, way. yeah, he came into a tough situation last year of having to learn a new offense and things like that. Um, but I, th- I think you're gonna see him progress also. And, and Tristan's the type of guy that's uh, that dynamic. 
dynamic also. He's a little different than Jakari, uh, where he he's more of a, a quarterback that throws the football, but he is an athlete and he can get things done with his with his legs. Uh, he's a baseball type guy that plays for you know our baseball team, so athletically he can get some things done too. So uh, you may see him play some other positions also besides quarterback. So I, I think you know the biggest thing is Phil is we've had an off season with these guys, so we're going to have a lot more depth. You're going to see a lot a lot of guys playing a lot faster uh, and not thinking so much. And I think you know offensively overall we're way ahead of we was this time last year because we wasn't you know this time last year we was getting I think it was in quarantine wasn't we? Mm-hmm, yeah. So um, you know the next three weeks for us is is the biggest part for me. You know like I said they they've done a great job in the off season in the weight room yeah. and, and getting faster getting bigger and stuff like that. You know we're not able to have a ball out there so you know things we're doing right now is working on agility working on speed you know obviously working on bulk and strength and stuff like that but uh, the next three weeks for us is huge because you know now we get to get back on the football field and I want to say this to all the fans out there y'all please come support these kids in the spring uh, you know coach Dubose we, we have open practices for everybody uh, so come out there and watch uh, and then we play Warner Robins in the spring game so come support these kids they put a lot of hard work in and I know it is spring but at the end of the day it's about the community coming out to support these kids because everybody loves Lowndes football and uh, these kids are putting in the work. But, uh, you know, to answer your question, I, I think the next three weeks is going to be really big for us. And, it, you know, we, we, we got our hand on some guys, but we know that, like, these two guys that played in some big-time ball games last year and some other kids. So we kind of know uh, what they can do. But we want to see what the next guy can do. We want to see what these guys that were sophomores last year that, you know, wasn't ready to play, what are they going to do? How, how much have they developed? How much they, have they progressed? So, uh, again, the next three weeks for us is, is everything. And then, you know, after that, we'll get into the summer and we'll move forward. Coach Ryan Nelson, Chase Belcher, athlete, still undecided. He'll be playing somewhere on Saturdays. And, of course, uh, Jakari Brown, the quarterback, of course, going to the U. What a pleasure it was to have these three Vikings representing uh, Viking Nation. So well-spoken. I know Viking Nation, Viking fans, head coach uh, Jimmy DeBose, got to be proud of having these uh, these three young men in with me today. And I know our fans, Viking fans, viewers of the show, enjoyed it. Guys, thank you all so much for coming in. We really do appreciate it, guys. Yes, sir. Appreciate thank you so much. Thank you so much, Phil, and just uh, keep on supporting these Lion Vikings. And I'll say this to all the fans, go Vikings, man. Go Vikings. <laughs> what a great day it was, absolutely. Guys, thank you all again. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice <laughs> <you>. <laughs> all right, guys, going to take a break. We'll be back and finish things up right after this. Stay with us. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie, at Five Points. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter.
Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners, and if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. 
When an injury occurs, play stops and Houston sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. And welcome everybody to another week of the Bainbridge Bearcats Coaches Show, where we visit with the head coach of the Bainbridge Bearcats, Jeff Littleton. We, we made some adjustments and I really saw some confidence in our kids' eyes after some things and I told them that at halftime and, uh, and we came out and scored on the opening drive. Enjoy the off week and we'll still chat with you next week. Yes, sir. See you, coach. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, guys, welcome back. Obviously, you see now that the set is uh, much lighter as uh, we got rid of uh, – well, I shouldn't say that, but we don't have two football players. We're minus two football players and a head co- or assistant coach now uh, as we are back down to just one here on the set. Great, great day to have Chase Belcher and Jakari Brown on with me today. And uh, how about Coach Ryan Nelson, offensive coordinator for the Vikings? Obviously, the number two there behind uh, Coach DeBose. Great, great day to have those young men, and that includes Coach Nelson. But uh, and great comments, guys. Uh, I mean, this is what it's all about. You know, having these players in here. I've said this before. The majority of the time, ninety percent of us, maybe even greater than that. Never see these players without their uniforms on. Maybe not even, you know, not even seeing them without their helmets on. So you really have no idea who these guys are. You don't know what they look like. Yes, you can see the pictures in the programs. But for the most part, I mean, like, like Jakari Brown, I've heard all about Jakari. But I've never met Jakari until today. And let me just say this. What a fantastic young man and i'm not talking anything about football skills we know about that and the same thing for chase belcher i mean just so well mannered well spoken i just cannot say enough and a lot of those attributes of course starts at home so the parents that raised those young men you have uh, so much to, uh, to, to, to be thankful for, and we salute you. Uh, you did a great job of raising those young men, for sure. And that also goes back to DeAndre Hunter and Tyler Belcher, who was with us uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then, of course, after the parenting, that's where the coaches come in and continue, if you will, the parenting part of it. I mean, we, you know, we know how that is. I mean, you know, these, these players – are spending so much time with these coaches, especially uh, during the football season. So a couple of things I just wanted to point out there, what, uh, how well-spoken they were. 
All right, now, as football players, again, I talked about this earlier, the numbers speak for themselves. You got Chase, 674 career receiving yards there at Lowndes, seven touchdowns. And again, remember, he is an athlete, so he's touching the ball, a lot of all-purpose yards, a lot of rushing yards, and, of course, the receiving yards I just spoke of. And then you've got Jakari's numbers, and I was shocked I shouldn't say shocked because that implies that maybe I was surprised because I was not surprised. However, I was simply blown away when I saw that Jakari had almost as many rushing yards as he does as, as passing yards at Lowndes. 3,887 yards passing versus 3,323. So that's 38.87 versus 33-23. It's about 500 yards difference passing versus rushing. But you want to talk about, and we hear, and we hear this thrown, thrown around so much, dual threat quarterback. That's it. With Jakari. Definitely a dual threat quarterback. I, I, I was just blown away. You're talking about what that's six that's about seventy one hundred yards, guys, combined passing and rushing. And then in his career, forty-four rushing touchdowns, twenty-eight passing touchdowns. And again, guys, I'm I'm just as impressed now that I've met him with his demeanor. His personality, the young man out of the uniform, Jakari Brown and Chase Belcher. Somebody is doing something right in raising these young men. Just an honor to have them in studio today. As it was, again, Tyler Belcher and Deontay Hunter. Coach uh, Pike as well, last time. Again, great coaches so we're having a lot, a lot of fun uh, with our Vikings in studio. Now, somebody had asked me earlier uh, before uh, we went to break. Uh, somebody asked me about when is, if you have Viking Tuesday, they were asking me, well, when is your Wildcat Day? All right, that used to be Monday. It still can be Monday, okay? It used to be on Mondays. And that's when we had Rush, uh, Coach Rush Probst checking in with us. And, of course, everything hit the fan. And that kind of took away from, uh, from Rush's uh, every Monday appearance. But, hey, we used to start off the show every Monday with Wildcat Talk. So, obviously, with Coach Probst um, really trying to stay uh, out of sight, out of mind right now. I can't blame him. Um, Valdosta, uh, as far as a coaching uh, presence, we don't have one right now on the show. I am working on that, trying to get Coach Felton Shelton to join us. I think Marcy Reagan is helping me with that. Going to try to get Marcy on the show, by the way, next week and uh, see if she can come on and talk about the, the, uh, the, the Valdosta Wildcats. This is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest fears that I've had of all this stuff going on at Valdosta, and that is – the Wildcats football program not being properly represented either here on the show or anywhere. 
Okay. That's my biggest concern because, oh, yeah, by the way, while we still have all this junk going on following the Valdosta football program, oh, by the way, you've got this roster of players who are probably out there saying, hey, what about me? What about us? We want to play football. We, we, you know, we're not getting caught up in this mess. It's not our fault, and they're right. So I want to do everything I can to make sure that we keep Valdosta high school football in the mix on this show. Okay? So that's kind of where I'm at. All right. Just uh, pass along some final thoughts here before we leave. Again, big thanks to Tracy DeBose. Larry Godwin. Checking in, Timmy Neesmith, Brian Sandlin. Rolodex Williams says, great show. Hey, thank you for the compliment there, uh, Rolodex. I appreciate that very much. And that is going to do it for us. Again, those of you with the, uh, the comments, the, the kind congratulatory comments, thank you guys so much for that. I do appreciate you a whole lot. I'll be back with you tomorrow, wide open Wednesday, right here on Extra Point with Phil Jones at the ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. Until then, have a great Tuesday night, everybody.